Hello Retreat Church. My name is Tim Schaefer and I was a co-worker of Pastor Paul's at Bloomington Christian and I just have the opportunity to speak to you guys this week and next week as Pastor Paul and Susan are on vacation and I just thank you for allowing me to come in and speak into your lives. I pray that uh, this would be a time of rest and relaxation for Pastor Paul and for Susan, a time to get away and enjoy each other and enjoy family and I pray that we would learn some valuable lessons as you do every week. Would you pray with me? Father, we come and we just lift up Pastor Paul and Susan and just ask that you would give them a great time while they're on vacation. I pray that you would just watch over them, give them rest, rejuvenation, continue to heal Susan and continue to get her back to 100%. Lord, I pray that you would touch our hearts with the message. Just give us the opportunity to love you more. Help us to desire to follow your ways. Father, right now I pray that you would empty me of myself and fill me with your spirit and the words that come out of my mouth would not be mine, but they would be yours, Lord, that they would be penetrating uh, and furthering your kingdom. We love you and we praise you. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen. So last week, Pastor Paul talked about intersections and how our lives intersect with each other's lives. That's a very true statement, huh? Our lives and paths intersect with other people all the time. And we don't know the impact that we're going to have on them. We don't know the impact that they're going to have on us. But what we do know is there's going to be an impact made. We do know that God has set those people in our path for a reason. Whether it be for a day, for a moment, for a lifetime, or for any time in between that, God has appointed those people to come into their life to come into your lives and you to go into theirs i like to call these divine appointments i know pastor paul talked about divine appointments two weeks ago when he talked about philip and the eunuch and just how god said philip you need to go and and philip did it we'll get to that story in a little bit but man encounters with other people that's what i want to focus on Pastor Paul has been doing a great job talking about that, and, and I just want to kind of emphasize a few things and, and just tell you a couple stories and get you some verses that will help you to kind of change your mindset about your everyday life. Your everyday life is appointed by God. Your, your steps are, are appointed by God. God knows who He's going to have you run into. God knows who He's going to have cross your path, and, and if we're paying attention, then we're going to be able to have a kingdom eternity lasting impact on those people but there's a few things that we got to do to make sure that we're paying attention see god uses and wants to use each encounter that we have with other people for his glory he wants us to to show his love in other people's lives right now in this crazy world we don't have a lot of love going on and we as a church need to be that love it says that people will know that God is real because of the love that comes out of His people. Man, are you a person that is is spreading love to others so that they go, man, they've got something that I don't have and I need that. And that thing that we have is God, right? I know even just in my family, I get so frustrated sometimes with my son that I don't show him love. I feel ashamed, not that I don't show him love, but I don't show him compassion. I don't show him, yeah, I guess, I guess I don't show him love. I get frustrated at little things. And by getting frustrated at a little thing, 
he get he gets kind of scared and and is like dad why don't you love me anymore and as he asks that question i sit back and i go man i i do love you and, and i do need to ask for for forgiveness because i came at you the wrong way i came at you the wrong way and that's not me showing god how can i then tell tell my son that god has a loving father if i'm not being a loving that god is a loving father if i'm not being a loving father see if he goes man god's my father but my dad is getting frustrated and yelling at me what kind of example is that showing him and something to think about huh and if i do that with my son with, with somebody that i love what am i doing with other people god wants us to use each encounter with everybody as an opportunity to show his love to them are you willing to do that in your life are you willing to allow god to work through you to further his kingdom i want to tell you a story about me when i was in high school i was going on the service project it was called project timothy and it's where a bunch of high schoolers from all around the country get together and we meet in michigan and from michigan we fly out to different parts around the world and we do a service project for about three weeks i got to go to um, new york with with a couple friends from my church which was really rare that they had people from the same church going to the same place but but i got to go to new york and and as we were on one of our flights uh as we were waiting for one of our flights we were in the the airport and you want to talk about a divine appointment so we're in the airport and i'm looking around and i, I get up to go get something to drink and i tell my my friends hey i'm gonna go get something to drink and and i'll be right back and as i'm walking by I, this lady catches my eye she's probably young 30s late 20s early 30s um and I'm in high school, and so I kind of look over, and I see that she's a little distraught. She's just sitting by herself, and God says, you need to go talk to her. And I'm like, God, I don't even know her. What do I have to say? And so I continue to try and walk by, and it's like I, I had this barrier. I, I, like, hit a wall, if you will, but there was nothing in front of me, and, and I, I couldn't go any further, and God says, I need you to go talk to her. And, and I'm like, God, I need to go get a drink. Like, this is what I'm up for. I'm up to go get a drink. I don't even know this lady. I don't know her circumstances. I don't know anything like that. So we'll just leave it alone, and I'm going to go back to my seat. I don't need a drink. So I go back, and it's like I hit an invisible wall again. And so I'm walking, pacing back and forth in front of this lady, and I know I'm starting to get people looking at me and, and wondering what in the world I'm doing. And finally God says, I need you to go talk to her. And this is where this lesson starts to take place. I need you to go talk to her, God says. He said that to, to Philip too, right? He said, Philip, I need you to get up and I need you to go down to Straight Street. Pretty funny name for, for the streets back then. You know, the curved street, straight street, windy street. But anyway, but he said, I need you to go there. And Philip didn't hesitate. I hesitated. God said, I need you to go talk to this lady. So I had two choices. Am I going to be obedient to what God's calling me to be? Or am I going to ignore God and, and walk away? And that's what you need to think about. That's the first point. Are you going to be obedient to what God's telling you to do? So finally, after about 10 minutes of me pacing, walking maybe 10 feet back and forth in front of this lady, 
getting all of these people to stare at me, I finally said, okay, God, I don't know what I need to say to her, but I'll walk over and talk to her. And so as I walked over to her, she kind of looks up at me. and, And as she looks up at me, I said, hey, I don't know you. Uh, But God has something that he needs to tell you. And as I said that, I just opened my mouth and I started talking. To this day, I cannot tell you what I said to her because I don't know what it was. I don't know what it was. I have no idea. I have no recollection. What I do know is as I was talking to her, she started to sob. And now all of those looks that that I was getting from walking and pacing back in in front of her... We're now turning into, what in the world did this guy do? They're going to step in and, and say something to me. So now I'm getting a little more worried as, as my mouth is just going and I have no idea what I'm saying. I wasn't speaking any other language. I was speaking English, but they weren't my words that were coming out of my mouth. And as I got done speaking, I was just thinking in my mind, man, this is the craziest experience that I've had. Just opening my mouth and not knowing what I'm saying, but it's obviously touching this lady's life and this lady uh, calms down and and she stops crying and she says can I give you a hug and I was like of course you can give me a hug so I gave her a hug and, and she whispered in my ear you don't know how bad I needed to hear that from God and I, I just sat there guys I just sat there almost weeping myself now Because if I wouldn't have been obedient to God, this lady wouldn't have heard from God. See, I wasn't equipped. I wasn't ready. I wasn't prepared. But I was obedient. And that's where we need to be. We need to be at the point where we say, Okay, God, I'm going to be obedient. When God calls us to do something, we're going to say, Okay, God, I'm going to do that. There have been plenty of times in my life where I was like, no, God, somebody else can handle that. And then the regret and everything comes in. Man, why didn't I do that? Why didn't I follow like God did? And you would think after that story when I was in high school that that happened to me, right, that I would be more obedient as I grow older. And for the most part, I am. But there's some times where I'm like, God, there's no way. There's no way. I'm not equipped to do that. I'm not prepared to do that. But the best thing about God is that God prepares you even though you don't feel prepared. God will give you what you need when you need it. When God says, hey, I need you to go talk to somebody, God's going to give you the words to talk to that person. You need to say a prayer and say, okay, God, I don't know what you're going to do here, but I'm going to listen. And I'm going to go over to that person and I'm going to talk to him. And then you just need to be open and willing And say, okay, God, here I am. I'm willing. I'm your vessel. Use me. Use me. And and as we do that, God's going to use us in amazing ways. Because God put us on this will, on this will, excuse me. God put us on this earth for his purposes. We each have purposes. We each have things that God has put us on this earth to do. And as we do those things, we further God's kingdom. Not by the power in us, but by the power God uses through us. See, I don't want you to get a big head about it and say, oh yeah, I can do this. I got this. No, it's God's got this through me. God's got this. 
At first, I wasn't being obedient to what God was calling me to do. I was coming up with excuses. I was worried about what other people would say. I was worried about what my friends would say for being gone for so long. See, Ananias was like that last week in Pastor Paul's message. He said, hey, God said, Ananias, I need you to go talk to Saul. And Saul was like, whoa, God, I heard what he does and what he's about. If I go talk to him, how is that going to affect my ministry? How is that going to affect those that, that watch me and those that follow me? What are they going to say when they know that I'm talking to this guy whose sole job in life, whose purpose in life at that time was to kill Christians, to kill those of the way that followed Christ? Ananias was worried about that, and God said, that's not for you to worry about. I'll handle all of that. And what did Ananias do? He was obedient. And because of his obedience, Saul's name gets changed to Paul, and we have one of the world-changing people whose ministry has just kicked off. Paul changes the world. Because he had an encounter with God and he had Ananias who had a divine appointment with Paul. God set up a divine appointment between Ananias and Paul. Paul had a reason to go to Damascus. But as Pastor said last week, God used that reason for him to go to Damascus and completely changed it. The reason wasn't to go and persecute those that that followed the way, those that were the way. No, God used it to change Saul's life, to rename him to Paul, and for him to become a huge proponent in what it means to follow Christ. I don't like the word coincidences. I don't believe in the word coincidence. Because it's replaced with divine appointments. There are no coincidences with God. God has everything planned out. God knew what was going to happen. God prepared Ananias. Ananias said, "Ah, I don't know if I want to be obedient to this one. And finally said, you know what? Obedience to God is the best thing. As long as God is happy with me and my eternity is secure, then I'm going to do it. And so as he did it, as he went, he and Paul had a divine appointment. And because of that divine appointment, the world changed. Man, God has divine appointments for you as well. God has divine appointments for you to be the person talking to people. And God has divine appointments for you to be the one listening. Can you think of some of those divine appointments in your life right now? You might not have thought about what it means for it to be a divine appointment. But can you think about some of those things? Some of those things where you see and you look back and you go, Man, God, you put that person in my life for that season. And it changed me. It brought me closer to you. Can you think, do you know those stories? Can you, can you remember those stories? See, those are divine appointments. That's what you need to be thinking about. Someone walked into your life and, and changed you. Well, the person that changed you was God. Using that human as a vessel. Now, are you going to be obedient to be that that vessel? Are you going to be obedient to God when God says, Hey, 
I need you to stop and do this. I need you to stop and give. Give of your time. Give of your resources. You're all gifted by God. God has gifted and blessed each and every one of you. It says that in Peter, in 1 Peter 4.10. It says, As each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. Each and every one of us has been gifted by God and will be gifted by God when God calls us to do His purpose. So my question is, are you being obedient? Two weeks ago, Pastor used a verse that I wanted to use and I'm going to use here as well. He talked about Acts chapter 8. And he talked about Philip and the eunuch. It says in eight in Acts 8.26, it says, God told Philip to go and Philip obeyed. He obeyed. And when Philip obeyed, he changed the eternity of the eunuch's life. But not only did he change the eternity of the eunuch's life, he changed the eternity of an entire country. Because Philip only knew that he was speaking to the eunuch, but then the eunuch used the gifts that God blessed him with and the, the position that God gave him to speak to the queen and then the queen speaking to the country. We don't know the impact that we have on other people's lives. And we don't know the people or the lives that God has for those people in the future. And could you be the, can you imagine being uh, the person who talked to Billy Graham about Jesus? Could you imagine being the person that talked to, to Calvin or, or John Wesley or Martin Luther when they were young and planted that seed? Those were all divine appointments. And we're each called to divine appointments. We run into people every day. There's not one day that we run into people. What are you doing with those divine appointments that God's setting before you? Are you, are you ready to give answers like Pastor Paul talked about two weeks ago with Philip? He got to the eunuch and, and he said, do you understand what you're reading? And the eunuch said, how can I understand if nobody explains it to me? Well, sometimes we're afraid because people might ask us those questions. Well, what does it mean too? And that's why we don't share with people. Because we don't want to have the, uh, I, don't, I don't know what that means. I'd have to look it up. But that's okay to say. Man, I, I don't know exactly what that means, but let me look it up for you. And then look it up and get back to them. Right? Or pray, okay, God, I'm not exactly sure what's going on here or how to answer, but give me the words to say, because as I said earlier, God's not going to leave you high and dry when he puts you in a divine appointment. He's going to give you what you need when you need it. So are you willing to do that? I was watching golf on Thursday. I love golf. Um, it has a love-hate relationship with me. Sometimes I do really well when I'm on the golf course and other times not so well, but I enjoy watching it. And I was watching it on Thursday um, they were talking about one of the caddies. Jim McKay is his name. Some of you guys that watch golf might know him. His nickname is Bones. He was uh, Phil Mickelson's caddy for over 25 years. In 2017, they they walked, they they uh, mutually parted ways, and and since then, Bones has been caddying for 
other younger golfers and and all of that this uh weekend i think he's he's uh caddying for justin thomas and one of the announcers said hey what advice are you giving justin thomas and bones he basically said when golfers ask me what they should do i ask them first what do you see he's empowering them He's not saying, oh yeah, you have to listen to me and you have to do that. He's empowering them. What do you see? What shot fits your game better? Right? He's not saying, oh, this is what you need to do and that's what you need to do. No, see, when God meets us, he meets us where we're at. Bones is saying the same thing. I'm meeting the golfer where they're at and I'm helping them from there. So when you have a divine appointment with somebody, you can ask them what they think and then you can build on that for them. Or when they ask you, you just tell them the truth. This is what it means to me. This is how it works for me. See, the best thing when we're meeting people and we're, when we're talking about God and, and eternity and different things like that is to meet the people where they are. This is one thing that I learned from my youth pastor many, many years ago before I even became a pastor. We need to meet people where they are because not everybody's at the same place and not everybody's where we are. And when we meet people where they are, then we can start teaching and doing all of that for them. We can find out what they know and then we can start building upon that foundation. We can't act like people have known God for years and years and years. Because they're going to get blown away. They're not going to understand. Jesus says it great. And he says it as he's, he's getting ready, as he's in the Garden of Gethsemane. In Luke chapter 22, verse 42, Jesus says, Father, if you are willing, remove this cup from me. Jesus is talking about the cross and, and everything that's about to happen, all of the, the suffering and all of that that's going to come on the cross. But this is what he says. He says, nevertheless, not my will be done, but yours. And what an amazing statement. See, we all want our wills to be done in our life, but that's not what God, why God put us here. God put us here on this earth for His purposes, to further His kingdom. So are we going to be obedient to what God's asking us to do? And as we're being obedient to what God's asking us to do, are we going to say, God, not my will be done, but your will be done? Man, God's will is for us to show love to other people. In this day and time right now, it is hard to show love to other people. The world is trying to divide us and get us to hate and do all of that. But people will know that we are God's because of the love that is overflowing from us. Are you going to be obedient to God's call, Retreat Church? Are you going to be willing to do your best to do God's will and not your own? In John 8, 38, Jesus says, For I have come down from heaven not to do my own will, but to do the will of Him who sent me. Retreat Church, are you willing to do God's will in your life? Are you willing to be obedient to the call that God has on you? So when He puts you in these divine appointments, you're willing to do His will and be obedient to what He's having you do. To say what, 
what you should say, to stand up for what you know is godly and Christ-like. Man, that's how I want to be. Standing up for what's godly and Christ-like. No, God doesn't call me to do that. God calls me to love. Retreat church, is that what we're about? The love of God. Jesus was all about the will of His Father. Is that what you're about? As these divine appointments come on you this week, I pray that that your first thought would be, okay, God, what are you trying to have me do here? I love it when my son, we're leaving some place, whether it be uh, a store or a fast food restaurant or wherever it might be where we're encountering people, my son always says, God bless you. God bless you. And you don't know how many people turn around and stop in their tracks and go, thank you. And God bless you too. A simple act like that. Divine appointments, guys. Divine appointments. Let me pray. Father, we come and I just ask that you would be upon each and every one of us. Lord, that we would see these divine appointments that you're putting us in. And we wouldn't shy away from those. We would be excited to be doing your work, to be doing your will. Lord, help us to be a willing vessel, obedient to what you're calling us to do. And not doing our own will, Lord, but doing your will. As we follow Christ who did your will. Father, help us here at Retreat Church to do that. Not just this week, but in the weeks to come. Father, set up these divine appointments for us, personally bringing people into our lives and for bringing us into other people's lives. Lord, we love you and we praise you. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen. Thank you again, Retreat Church, for having me. I will see you next week.